I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by nutritionist, broadcaster, and author. It's Dale Pinnock, but you might know him better as the medicinal chef, everybody. Welcome, Dale. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How you doing? You all right? Um, were you waiting for the audience round of applause as well? It's only me and you, I was. Son. I was. <laughs> Standard ovation. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I always feel like um, I feel like I have enough enthusiasm for a full audience. So I want to say welcome. How are you, Petal? I'm good. It's been a while, hasn't it? So long. So actually, I know I'm going to sound so old when I say this, but time totally does fly. Um, and I think it was something like four years ago we last saw each other, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because it doesn't see. It seems like only yesterday. I know, I know. I think about it, but then I look back at pictures and there is definitely some less crow's feet and some, <laughs> le- some less grey hairs on my little face and head. So no, I believe, I believe the time frame. How have you been? Are you been being, keeping busy? Is it mad for me to think that the start of the year would be a really busy time of the year for you or are you just busy all year round? Well, you know what? The start of the year is obviously busy for the the whole wellness and nutrition messaging. But most of the interviews and most of the articles we did in like October. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what these lead times are like. So generally, I I try to keep fairly quiet in January because I I just want to separate myself from that whole New Year, New You tripe because that's what it is it's awful yeah. i mean like a lot of that messaging it it kind of dilutes and cheapens the the key things that i talk about for the rest of the year and the key things that i want to drum into people because for me it's never about quick fixes and new weird and wonderful fad diets it's like look what can you do to actually actively engage in your own healthcare and take steps to prolong your own wellness so january i tend to skulk and hide and hide away from all of the new year, new me, no beds. Yeah. I'm a new year, new me, no bed, you know, deal. I won't hold it against you. <laughs> no, right. I, I can't, honestly, I've tried, I try and do all these like lovely posts on Instagram where I'm like, let's try and just be the same old us and you know, like we're quite brilliant as we are. Let's just make some positive little changes. Consistency is key. But actually I fucking love all that new year, new me shite. I do. <laughs> I really do. It gives me like a real buzz. And I suppose like... I, I try not to like oversaturate it and like stretch myself too thin and do too many new things because I do believe that's how 
that's how you get overwhelmed and stuff falls to the yeah. wayside. But I do think, oh, if I if I try about five new things by about March, April, I'm still doing at least One two One stick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Volume is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's that's it. I, I and this this is true right across the board. A lot of people find kind of healthy eating or adopting a more wellness, self care centric lifestyle quite overwhelming because obviously we weirdly or maybe not so so weird. Health and wellness has actually become entangled with popular culture, and it's now yeah. a very aspirational kind of lifestyle, which is which is certainly no bad thing. But with that, it means that every fad and fashion has kind of gotten hold of it and and taken their little corner of it. And there's so much noise and so much information being fired at people from all directions. I think people that are new to it do find it incredibly overwhelming. So that's why I always say to people. Rather than try and change everything overnight, rather than try and go from like living on like Stella and kebabs every single day and turn into a raw food yogi overnight, let's be realistic. That ain't going to stick. You might you might last about five days. You might last about a week, but you'll get frustrated. You'll get pissed off. You'll find so many ways that old habits creep in. I always yeah. say to people, similar to what you just said there, find one thing. Find one single thing that you know realistically you can do. Don't set such a lofty goal that you're setting yourself up for failure. Think of one thing you know you can change. So if that means, right, okay, I'm going to stop snacking on chocolate and instead snack on fresh fruit. Whether that means I'm going to try and have one decent home-cooked meal a day. I'm going to try and have one good dense salad a day. Whatever it is, I'm going to walk three bus stops away yeah. from you know from where I normally get off I'm going to get off further away and walk a bit further was what I was trying to say whatever it is yeah. anything that you know that you can do start doing it start implementing it and do it over and over and over again until it becomes the norm at that point carry on doing it but then change something else something else and yeah and whilst that you know initially that seems like baby steps especially in this instant gratification culture that we have when you look back over 6 or 12 months you realize that your lifestyle has actually changed dramatically, but the journey to get to that change was simple and sustainable. And that's the thing. Yeah. No, and that is the thing. And like, it, you speak such sense and you're so right. Um, and I I don't know if you've noticed, this is this is a homage to you, Dale. I'm on the uh, hot water and lemon. <laughs> green tea. Well, hey. <laughs> Normally it's like a Coke Zero, but I thought, you, know, <laughs> you, be, you best not. Only you've got a like um, medicinal chef on. No, so I know you're right. And everything you're saying sort of makes sense. But there is, there is like a huge, I'd say it's really easy to fall into the trap, isn't it? When you see like these Instagrammers and influencers and everybody sort of promoting like, oh, I did this in, I did this in two months or I did this in a matter of six weeks. Like you must try this or try that or whatever. It's really easy to get hooked on whatever they're promoting and sort of believe the hype, isn't it? What advice would you give to people to sort of avoid the noise? I think really just getting back to basics and also realise, yeah, absolutely, there's plenty of things that will give you a result in two weeks, but that doesn't mean that you can sustain it for, for a long-term, long period of time. There's certain things where if you've got like a wedding coming up or a holiday, you could do for a couple of weeks and you'll get a great result. But it certainly isn't something that you could build a lifestyle around. So I always say to people, get 
back to basics. Decide first what you actually want to take these steps for. If you're just doing it to lose a little bit of weight, then you know you can tidy up your diet in a few ways, get a little bit more active, and then Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. But if you're looking at kind of long-term well, like protecting your long-term health and well-being, because let's let's be very serious here. Our diet and our lifestyle can be some of the most powerful determining factors of long-term health outcomes. You know, they can be the things that set the scene for cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes and certain types of cancers. Lifestyle and diet absolutely is a serious thing. So if that is your end goal and that's your inclination, then you need to find a way to actually make it fit with daily life. And obviously I spoke about the change one thing approach. That's kind of how you get the ball rolling. But I also say to people, okay, start where you're at. Rather than trying to force yourself to eat things that you just can't stand. Do you know what I mean? If you don't want to sit there and eat a boar of raw, raw kale, don't do it. Don't put yourself through it. I will say, look, start where you're at. And the, one of the best ways to do that, give your favorites a facelift. Think about the food that you already love. What do you really enjoy eating? If your favourite... Cheese. Yeah. I love cheese, Dale. Tell me you how like I cheese. can give cheese a facelift. Blimey. Um, well, you know what? I, I love cheese as well. Blue cheese, goat's cheese, all over it. But they have it with some roasted veggies. Or, you know, let's say spaghetti bolognese is like your favourite meal. Yeah. Fantastic. Who says you need to give it up? Just make a couple of key swaps. So swap the white spaghetti for a whole wheat. And then when you're cooking your ragu, cook up the mince, but then put some red lentils or maybe some very, very finely chopped vegetables in there as well. You'll be increasing the fiber. It'll be going a little bit further. You'll be increasing the micronutrient density by swapping over to the brown pasta. You'll be reducing like the impact that it has on your blood glucose. Obviously, I'm, I'm waving loads of terminology around here, but I'm just tr- doing it to illustrate the point that you can carry on doing the things that you enjoy, but just understanding how to make a few key tweaks that you can sustain across your across your day-to-day life is what makes it something that you can adhere to, something that is going to last. And also, when you understand some of these key things, they can have some really profound impacts on long-term health as well. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I feel like when I listen to you talk, all I want to do is jack everything in, go and live on a farm in the middle of nowhere, only <laughs> eat like fresh fruit and vegetables and just like walk me dogs all the time and be yeah. and do yoga in the morning and drink and juice. That, I know realistically when I get off the phone, when I get off yeah. this podcast, I'm going to want to go and have a bagel. So well, I just- here's, here's the newsflash. I don't do that either. Yeah. You know I mean? We all live in the real world. The thing is, once you've got these basics of good nutrition, when you are out and about, when you're on the road or commuting or whatever, once you understand some of the fundamentals, you can look at what's there and you can make the best choice in that situation. The worst thing you can do, and listen, I've, I've been doing this 30 years, right? Showing how old I am now, I'll get. Um, <laughs> but I, when I first got into it, I was so puritanical. And I think I probably veered into the territory of orthorexia, I would say, because it What's was orthorexia. Orthorexia, orthorexia, if you think about anorexia, is that that control over the frequency and volume of how much you consume. Orthorexia is the same level of, of kind of control and obsession, but about how healthy your overall diet is. And you just start worrying about every single detail to the point where it interferes in normal day-to-day life and it becomes maybe a dysfunctional relationship with food. And in the early days, I think, I think a lot of people can 
go down that road because I got yeah. into nutrition because I had really bad acne. I mean, I, I went to so many different doctors and specialists and nothing really worked. And it was only by changing my diet and lifestyle I was able to get on top of it. But because there was so much pain associated with that and because it made me feel so self-conscious and so awful, I was obsessed with finding the answer. Yeah. So in the early days, I was obsessing over every detail and all it did was make life even more miserable. So, yeah. so it, it's really important not to – I mean – Anyone listening to this, please don't think that us in the wellness business of, you know, 24-7 got our shit together and always live in this, this perfect lifestyle because we're not. The point is, when you understand those basics, you can make the best choices in, any, in the situation that you're in. It doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. But it means that you can just make healthier choices for, for the long term. But I suppose, like, I'm really sorry that you suffered with that, by the way. Like mm. I can imagine any sort of disorder, whatever end of the spectrum it is, is really debilitating. But I think excess, whichever way you're going, you know, um, whether it's like loads of food, no food, like it, it's, it's incredibly, I, I think it comes from a feeling like, so do you remember, did you ever hear the story of why Jason Vale did started his juice retreats and stuff? Yes because of his mum, you know, and yeah. she was suffering, I believe, and she passed away from breast cancer. And he felt like modern medicine, in a sense, was failing, like it wasn't giving him the answers he wanted mm. in the same way, like you found you couldn't get the answers you wanted with the acne. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really interesting that you've both turned to, you know, like actual food and things to be sort of the cures that you needed. And that's where your name comes from, surely, right? It is, yeah. So uh, obviously, my my background, I I don't come from any kind of alternative background. When I when I coined the name the medicinal chef, it was you know a little bit deliberately provocative because I wanted people to think differently about the food that they were eating. It's more than just fuel; it has the capacity to, well, to to interact with virtually every single body system that you can imagine. And in that context, it's part of the healthcare picture. So I, I kind of came out with that name for that reason. But my background, I did my my first degree was in human nutrition. I did a, a second degree in herbal medicine. Not that I necessarily wanted to be a herbalist, but I wanted to understand more about plant chemistry and how you can use that to our benefit. And then I did my master's degree in nutritional medicine at Surrey. So I've come from that that background that's right, very conventional. It's not like, you know, the 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 Himalayan school of alternative God knows what. It's none of that kind of stuff. It's very much of a conventional background, but it's championing the role that diet plays in our own healthcare. And the beautiful thing is, I'm you know, I'm not I'm not anti-drugs or medication in any way, shape, or form. If I go outside and get hit by a bus, I don't want to see broccoli. Right, do you know what I mean? It's just like give me some morphine for God's sake. But the thing is, what, <laughs> what what diet and lifestyle represents is that one thing that we can actually do for ourselves. Yeah. It's the choices that we can make to actively engage in our healthcare and to realize that we're not passive in this process. And that's a really big thing in this country. And I I, I know this 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 might sound a little bit controversial, and someone. Some people might tell me to go get stuffed. But I think because we've had the NHS, because we've always had this thing that we can immediately kind of fall back on when things go a little bit wrong. A bit like a security blanket. Yeah, in this country there <clears throat> for a long time, I mean, it's changing now because of health and wellness becoming so so popular, but there has been a, a certain amount of time where we've almost put our own health in somebody else's hands. We've externalised it. 
because it's just like, well, if it goes wrong, I'll phone the doctor. Yeah. This kind of represents something different. It's like when you need them, those people are there. But what about what you can do for yourself? What about what you can do every single day to reduce your risk? No, but I love that. And I feel like it's such an it's such an empowering thought, Dale, mm. to know that you are because you know, we're always the first to like blame the NHS or to complain when we're poorly or, you know, to yeah. to feel in some way like just hard like hard done by, you know, yeah. like oh, I'm always poorly, I can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. I've got some people in my life who are a bit like that. Mm. But like actually when you think you are, you can take responsibility for an awful lot of like how like what you put in your body, how healthy you are. And I know I'm not saying it can cure everything and all the of rest course. of it. But a good diet and like a good like physical movement and stuff, they are like really, really like great for you, aren't they? They are <laughs> The, th- the thing that we need to realize is that our bodies are so miraculous. We are a self-supporting, self-healing system. We just need to create the environment where that self-healing can take place. When you yeah. cut yourself, you don't bleed out and bleed to death. The repair mechanisms in your body kick into play and start to start to knit the tissue together and start to form a scab to seal everything. If you kept picking away at that scab, that was never going to heal. And eventually it'll get infected and things will really go wrong. Well, constantly battering your body with with crap food, crap food, cigarettes, like all of these kind of poor lifestyle choices is the internal equivalent of picking away at that scab. Whereas eating eating good food, managing your stress, you know, finding ways to actually support your own mental health in any way that you can, getting some physical activity. These things are the internal equivalent to giving it a little wash, putting a bandage over it and letting the body get on with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I, honestly, I do. I feel like, I mean, every time I talked to you, I felt like when I was, last time when I, we were at that retreat together, weren't we? I felt yeah. like I was just going to go away and live on kale. Um, <laughs> it was I so wouldn't in- do that to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was so inspired by you. And listening to you talk, I'm feeling the same way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, no, you are a, a, a very inspirational orator, Dale. Thank you. You're welcome. Right, okay, I have one more question to ask you before we move into part two. And I know you say, oh, I'm not really about the start of the year. I prefer to keep the full year as me big picture. But, you know, we are still in that first quarter of 2023. Mm -hmm. um, And there'll be loads of people who have fucking had, like, all these great big promises to themselves about, like, 
walking a marathon every day and only drinking green juices and stuff. And they've all fallen to the wayside and they're all feeling a little bit stressed out and probably a little bit, a little bit down and a bit like the field in some way. And I just wanted to know if you had three top tips to help people implement some healthy changes in their life that were, I suppose, easy to stick to and sort of limited the chance of failure. Okay, so two of these, I'm not going to lie, they're really fucking difficult because they 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 require some very honest reflection. Okay. Okay. No, 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 not at all. No, not not at all. Because look, we have to be realistic about this stuff. It's like, okay, if you set these lofty goals, the first one is is what was your why? What was the reason you set those goals in the first place? If it's just some kind of lame thing like you know, oh, I want to look better in a selfie, then, you know, you're building, you're, you're building like your life around very, very shallow values that are never going to propel you forward, you know? But if you're just like, you know, let's use the example of, of Jason and like, you know, you, my own example, I've seen, you know, I've lost a parent as well. When I see people, when you see people close to you, their health, their health suffer. And you're like, I'm going to take whatever steps I can to avoid myself going down some of these roads, that is a hell of a lot more powerful, okay? Mm. So start with thinking about, okay, why did I make that goal? Did I make that goal just for some kind of superficial value? If so, it's never going to stick. Just yeah. just get real. And then, and, and then, you know, it doesn't matter. Set another goal. Do something else. If, though, there was a really strong why, that's when you can move over into the second thing. So if there was a very, very strong why, like, I don't know, maybe sometimes, maybe someone got a shock when they went and had a checkup with their doctor and they were like, they had their cholesterol measured and the doctor's like, mate, you're two points away from having a heart attack. You know, maybe there was, there was that shock there. Maybe one day, and you know, I, I certainly had this experience as I've gone through different stages in my life. You look in the mirror one day and you're like, shit, time's really moving. My, my body's changing. I, you know, I can't get away from this. I need to take some responsibility here. Yeah. So when you've got something like that, this leads me into the second point. So if you know that you've got a why that is strong enough. I think most people have an important why deep down, yeah. Dale. Yeah, even, do. if, even if there is a, a, some vapid reasons around the big, you know, significant yep. why, I think at the bones of it, we all have a serious why. Yep. Like, why wouldn't people want to live longer? Why wouldn't exactly. people want to be like the best parent to their child? You know, like the, we yeah. all have a big why. And that's and that's why that kind of introspection is so beautiful because it allows you to to really reflect on those things that you may not have automatically yeah. realized have such value to you. But when you've got those, the second one, and this is the hardest one, this is the hard one, and this... You know, some people might want to shoot me for saying this, but use your pain to your advantage. Okay. Right? There can be, I mean, so I've... I've We're not quite, good at being uncomfortable, are we? The majority well, of... Uh, well, that's... that's that, that, I don't know. I mean, without sounding like David Goggins, it's like, well, you know, nothing's going to... If 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 you can apply enough pain to it, and, you know, you listen to the likes of Tony Robbins or Brenda Bouchard or people like that, these incredible, inspiring people... They're talking about similar concepts. If you've got a really, really powerful why, you can attach a hell of a lot of pain with that outcome not coming real. Okay, yeah. Yeah. right. And initially, especially in this day and age, I'm you know I'm quite unconventional. I, I think 
sometimes we need, you know, we shouldn't be hidden away from everything and we shouldn't have warnings on everything. And sometimes shit gets real. And we've just got to accept it. When there's that, when you, when you can actually associate that pain point with that outcome not occurring, yeah. you can use that to your advantage. That is like putting rocket fuel in a mini. That's going to launch you to the moon if you really, really use it. You know, I've had people that I've worked with that have drastically wanted to, you know, to, to lose a lot of weight. And some people, you can just go through the motions, give them the information, like, yep, yeah, cool, go on and do it. There's other people where there's so many layers and so many levels of um, emotional triggers for the way that they're eating and these kinds of things that sometimes you have to get to the core, which is the pain. And it's like, you know what? Okay, put a photo that you fucking hate in three or four places around the house. And every time you look at that and have that, that feeling of pain, you realize why you're doing these things. So when the little voice in your head that's just like, oh, sorry, I, won't, yeah, I can't be asked to cook tonight. I'll just get a takeaway instead. You can look at that and you're like, no, you shut up. I'm doing this for a reason. Yeah. Okay. It's making that connection between, you know, like feeling great on your holidays or living a longer life or, yeah. you know, not having the same health problems as your dad or whatever it is. Yeah. And the takeaway or the bottle of wine or whatever, that actually, this is it. because we are this instant gratification generation, we don't make the connection. We just go, fucking hungry, I want a Big yep. Mac, I'm having yep. one. Yep. I've had a long week, I'm having this bottle of wine, I don't care. We don't make the connection. And I can say that from a place of experience. Mm. I, I uh, don't. Yeah, and this, this is the thing. I mean, inspiration comes and goes. Inspiration is fleeting. It's, it's, it's such a, such a temporary state habit is what makes the difference. And the only way that, that human beings really change, I mean, you look at like the fundamental ways that we're programmed as human beings, that's to avoid pain. If you can understand what behavior is going to cause you pain, you are going to have the fuel needed to take the right action to allow you to change, to avoid that pain. So whilst at the beginning of what I said might sound a little bit harsh, look at the actual value behind it. It is, it is your samurai sword. It is a thing that is going to cut through all of your excuses, cut through all the nonsense and help you to get the thing that you really deserve, which is to feel fantastic in your life. Yeah. Use it to our advantage. We are hardwired to want to avoid that pain. If you can identify a why, if you can realize that not achieving that why will cause a certain amount of pain, then you'll know that you can take steps to avoid that pain. And that is going to change your life a hell of a lot quicker than some random article or like some shit on an Instagram feed. And then once, get onto the third thing, once you've established that, then you can go to the more gentle side of things, which is create an action plan. It's like, okay, so if you've got an awareness of what the pain point is, if you've got an awareness of what behaviors of your own will prevent that pain or cause that pain, then what steps can you take realistically, small, gentle steps that will allow you to implement new habits, new behaviors, new patterns that will take you to the place that you want to go? When you put those three things together, you can work magic and you can become... You know, without, without, God, this is going to sound like a, a bloody um, Instagram quote, but you can become like, you know, like the, the, the best version of, of you. The author of your own life. This is the thing. Yeah. You're in the driving seat. You can take control of everything. But in order to take control of, every, of everything, you've got to know yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You've got to not bullshit yourself and you've mm-hmm. got to take action. You put those three things together, you can, you know, you can completely transform your world. It's not always comfortable, but it's powerful and it's beautiful. It's a cruel to be kind vibe, isn't it, really, with yourself? I just I don't even think it's even that, because even that like it is built on associations and 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 habits. Um I think it's it's just being really honest and, and open with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly had periods in my life where I've, where I've had to do that. I mean, certainly I'm sure there's people that can relate to this. I mean, not even massively long ago, I had struggles around alcohol because I lost so many people in my life. I lost direction in my life and I had to use, well, I didn't have to, but I chose to use something just to, just to hide away from how terrible I was feeling. You know, so my best friend passed away, my dad passed away. I had loads of things go wrong in day-to-day life, and I just I just went to seed. I went crazy and used that as a way to just stop feeling for a little while. But yeah. at some point, I had to kick yeah. myself yeah. in the backside. I had to be really honest and open with where I was and what I was doing. And to use that pain to my advantage to get the hell out of that mess – and nobody else is going to do anything for me. It was only being that open and honest with myself mm-hmm. that I was able to actually get that momentum. And it is a, a beautiful and liberating thing. I mean, I... Oh, it's super a, powerful. Listening to this talk, really powerful deal. And I've been a practicing Buddhist since I was in, in my 20s. and Oh, that explains the haircut, son. <laughs> well, it's that, but also my hair is really, really curly, and it grows out instead of down. And I, you know, I end up looking like a novelty vegetable. So, um, you know, you know, when they carve faces in a cauliflower, I basically look like that. I think uh, you'd, I think you'd rock the little afro, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a chin strap. Um, <laughs> dream about the far side. Your mama's got an afro with a chin strap. Um, anyway, random. 90s hip hop references oh, there. Yeah, one of the one of the the things in in um in Buddhism is that really really understanding what your attachments are. Yeah? And we have we have attachments with certain things and emotional links and emotional patterns with things that subconsciously drive us. Sometimes facing them gets a little bit ugly. But, you know, God, God, again, I'm going to sound like a fucking meme. They always say that that darkest hour is before dawn. It's like when you when you go through that process of really understanding who you are and what is causing you to do certain things and to act certain ways, the other side of that is liberation. The other side yeah. of that is the freedom from all of that crap. And that's like taking the weight of the world off your shoulders. Honestly, dear, I could listen to you talk about this all day, and I will. Oh, I'm gonna have you, gonna have you back in part two. I've got loads of lovely questions for me followers from you, and but I am gonna nip and have a wee. I'm so well. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers, and if you have a lot of mailing to do. Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.